Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode three of the Dorm to Dorm Fantasy Football Podcast. We got Malone back in the studio today. We are back today. It's going to be a good episode. Um, Just a reminder, we're both um, students at the School of Sports Management at NYU in New York. Today is November 17th. We're going to be going over some starts, some sits, obviously the game picks, and some buy lows, sell highs. We're going to check in on some of the players that we had on our watch list about two weeks ago. We're going to check in on them and see how they're doing, Uh, give you guys some advice on if you guys should keep them, run with them, Uh, but we'll see. Here we go. All right, so the first thing on the agenda here is the three by lows for this week. Um, trade deadline is coming up, uh, for I mean, at least for my league. Maybe some leagues don't have trade deadlines, but I know like the default trade deadlines around like late November, a little, yeah. a little like next Thanksgiving. We always push ours back. Okay. It never ends. So um, the three by lows, I mean, the first one I wanted to talk about here was Amari Cooper. Um, now, this week, I don't think Amari Cooper will have a very productive week um, since he's going against Buffalo and the six feet of snow, and I do not think they'll be throwing the ball very often. But after this week, I think he's going to be someone that could definitely pop off um, with Deshaun Watson, unfortunately, coming back. Um, I think he'll definitely have more targets and a, a more talented quarterback. So he'll get more looks in the offense, and they'll be more willing to throw it um, with a more talented quarterback back there. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you on that one. I think if you can stand buying low, getting Amari Cooper in a good package, and if you can stand having him, plugging him in or just sitting him this week in this snow game in Buffalo, if you have a good record, I think it's worth it. If you're looking for wins now to try to make the playoffs, maybe you're more a little bit more hesitant. But overall, I think this is a great buy low. I'd also look out for Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku as Watson returns. Yeah. But I think the biggest beneficiary of Watson's return is definitely going to be Amari Cooper. 100%. Um, I guess going on to another buy low. Um, I guess kind of similar situation, not really. But Hollywood Brown, if you have a good record... I would try to trade for him because in the fantasy playoffs, he will be back, assuming he's healthy, to the production he was at previous to injury, pre- before he got injured. Um, thoughts on that? Are you talking about Hollywood Brown? I am talking about Hollywood okay. Brown. <laughs> I don't know if you revealed it yet. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, Hollywood Brown, he's coming into an offense where he's not the number one guy anymore. I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting seeing him work as the wide receiver two now for the Cardinals, and I do think he's definitely going to get the like the production that he needs, maybe not on the same level as he was before um, where he was a, like a top five receiver in fantasy for a good amount of time. Um, but I do think the yardage, the yards will definitely be there. Um, maybe not the touchdown production because he's not a massive red zone threat. I'd say he's more of a deep threat. Um but I, I could see like solid wide receiver two production from uh, Marquise, um, 
but I, I would keep DeAndre Hopkins in mind because he's such a big target, um, and offenses will, will definitely favor him, especially with Zach Ertz now out for the season. Um, the passing game could be a little limited, um, and the emergence of James Conner also. So I mean, it's definitely interesting how Hollywood Brown will fit into this offense, but uh, I think the offense will benefit no matter what, though. For sure, for sure. And I think definitely the upside is obviously there. Speed demon, Mark, Marquise Hollywood Brown. He could take a slant 99 yards. He could catch a bomb and outrun a defender. Mm-hmm. He's just got that upside when you plug him into your lineup. Yeah. Uh, and now, one by low for me. Um, this is actually a personal one because I literally just traded for him like a week, or like a good like three, four days ago. And if Owen, you're listening to this right now, I, I finesse your ass. Um, <laughs> because I, uh, I really wanted Chris Olave. He's a very interesting prospect. Um, with Michael Thomas can, like being sidelined a majority of the year and he's not like fully healthy whenever he plays like I really have a lot of faith in Chris Olave um, now the Saints offense has been struggling struggling recently so it's tough to have full confidence in him but he's the wide receiver one in this offense um, even with Jarvis back and I mean he's only gonna get better with time he's a rookie um, and throughout the season he's put up good numbers and uh, I think it's, he's going to get even better. I mean, Andy Dalton is the quarterback, so that's a little limiting because he's not the most talented guy. But I think he's going to have the most targets in this offense, which means that he will probably have the best production. Um, so I would buy low on Alave, stick with him, even though he hasn't been the most consistent recently, but stick with him. Yeah, I agree again. Um, I, definitely, I think that's probably my favorite buy low on the week. Didn't have the greatest game. Um, but the targets are there, I believe 22.5% target share on the year. Mm. And I think that's been higher. It's definitely been higher lately with Michael Thomas out. But the Saints offense has not been good. They're going to be down. They're going to continue to trail. That's going to benefit Olave. I mean, I think you covered it all on Olave. Yeah. Definitely finessed your boy, whatever his name <laughs> is. Sorry, buddy. But... Uh, Malone, I think, took that trade. What was the trade, actually? Well, I mean, he needed a quarterback, so it actually kind of helped him, too. I think we both won. Um, and I had three quarterbacks on my roster. Yeah, that's what so, you say yeah. when you pull off a good deal. We both won. I traded Kirk Cousins and, like, Terrence Marsh, Terrace Marshall. Oh, right, you're right. You did um, tell me this. So, we'll see. But What's I, his name? Owen, Owen. Owen, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max, I think you have another one here, though. I do have another one. Um, this isn't statistically backed I'd say but I'd go get Alexander Madison if possible he costs nothing right now I just I've been watching football for a long time Dalvin Cook hasn't missed a game yet I don't believe and um well we know that's gonna happen at some point so and even if it doesn't what are you what are you what are you giving up for Madison maybe someone needs a quarterback to stream on their main quarterbacks bye week you give them a Derek Carr for Alexander Madison and when not if Dalvin Cook does get hurt unfortunately we don't we don't um, pray for injuries on this podcast but I think it is an inevitable inevitable that Dalvin Cook does get hurt and when that happens that's an easy RB1 situation I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't want Dalvin to get hurt. I like Dalvin. I think he's a great player, but his body just can't keep up. 
we've seen that in the last I don't remember the last time he's finished a season it's definitely been at least four or five years yeah. I don't even know if he ever has but Alexander Madison is being worked into the offense more this year than ever before mm. and so I think he's getting that confidence to be that guy if um, Dalvin unfortunately has to go down even at least one game he can win you your week if Dalvin has to miss more time Madison's a league winner Okay, well, I mean, I had Alexander Madison. I drafted him, and I literally dropped him this week. Um, so I, I guess I had a, a, the, a different <laughs> perspective because, um, honestly, at the end of the day, I do regret it a little bit, and he'll definitely be someone on my watch list. I just needed the space because I had to pick up someone to replace Dallas Goddard. Um, oh, yeah. And I unfortunately had to drop him because, I mean, I, he's just been kind of sitting on my bench, haven't used him one the in, once the entire season. But I do believe Alexander Madison will get that RB1 opportunity for maybe a week, two weeks, we'll see. Um, but he's a must-start if he's ever, like, if he's ever the RB1 in that offense. Yeah, and that's, I just want to go back to your point about having to drop someone to clear up space. I mean, things like that have happened. Like, I drafted... In one of my leagues, I drafted Rashad White, who we'll talk about later. And he was just rotting on my bench for a while, finally given the opportunity in the last couple weeks, maybe with Lenny now out with an injury, maybe takes over that backfield. But I needed to clear up some space for some other people at the time. So it's just a balancing act, and it stinks when you drop a player and they become the guy, but it's just how the game works. And I guess it'll it'll benefit you over time but i guess just keep him on your watch list if you need to clear off space clear space on your bench clear it by all means but just keep an eye out for him and then uh, our last buy low here is dak prescott now dak has had a very interesting season now he's been hurt for a majority of the season he was out for about five games um and then he came back he only had 12 points then he had 25 against chicago then 19 against green bay um, he's he's a very interesting prospect. Now, now Dak's definitely talented in real life at football. Fantasy, I think it's a little different. Um, his only target really is CeeDee Lamb and, I mean, Dalton Schultz. But honestly, I think he's, finding, he's starting to find his groove a little bit. He threw for three touchdowns last week. He did have two picks. But um, he threw for three touchdowns. And I think the Cowboys are starting to pass a little more. Um, now Zeke is kind of fell off a little bit as a running back and um that was a very high passing game high scoring game with the packers and the cowboys yeah i'm not gonna lie i didn't even watch that game that game script definitely favored green bay um and i mean the passing game so i I really do think dak someone that you guys should look out for because he has all the talent in the world and he has like solid receivers around him with cd dalton schultz and even michael gallup um and the Cowboys have been playing really well recently, so uh, I mean they they did lose to the Green Bay Packers, yeah. but they are a solid team, and I do see them in the playoffs. Um, At the end of the day, it is Rodgers. I mean, we can't say yeah. that the Packers are bad, even though they're kind of bad. But looking at his playoff schedule or fantasy playoff schedule, he plays against the Giants, Colts, Houston, and Jacksonville. Um, and Houston and Jacksonville, I think, will be very productive weeks. Honestly, Indiana. When is your fantasy too. playoffs? Uh, <laughs> that's an odd. That's an odd stretch. No, sorry, I meant. Oh, well, I was just looking at the early weeks. My bad. Uh, no, but you're um, good. yeah, I think 
Dak's definitely you guys someone you should look out for. If you have him, um, definitely start him. Um, but if there's someone, he might be a backup on a team as well too. So uh, look for him in these benches. Definitely a must start every yeah. week. And then three sell highs. These are guys that you guys should look to get rid of for the trade deadline. Maybe even drop. Um, but these. I mean, these names that were about a list, there's no way you would It's about them. to get a little crazy. It's about to get a little crazy here. Um, should these I are, start these off? These are four guys that you should probably sell, but sell them for a good package. Don't just sell them. Yeah, this is them. not just getting rid of them, tossing them out the window. Yeah. I guess with that crazy opening, I should probably just yeah. rip the Band-Aid off. Devontae Adams. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's probably the most talented wide receiver, if not the most top three in the league. But the the Raiders have nobody, and he's gonna get a ton of targets. I do believe that, but I'm kind of worried about his body keeping up. I mean, he's had injury history in the past, and while we can't really predict injury, we can use it to be precautious about certain players mm-hmm. um i think Devontae adams is a top five receiver in the league for sure fantasy wise too but i would try to sell him if you can for maybe a, a little less valuable wide receiver and a valuable running back or quarterback or tight end whatever you need um i would do a Devontae adams for maybe an olave and a Olave, or maybe an Amon Ross St. Brown and an Olave. I think I would probably do that. Wow. Um, maybe it's disrespecting a little bit, but I mean, he does get Denver soon, mm-hmm. and he gets. I'm just looking quickly. He plays Denver. Oh, he has an ab injury right now. Yeah, but he I gets mean, Denver, Seattle, the Chargers. I just this offense just lost Renfro and Waller. He's coming off two massive games. You could sell him straight up for a CMC. Yeah, you could. You could sell him straight up for... Maybe you could get Taylor, who looks really good again after coming back from his injury. You could get Taylor and Olave. I feel like I'd put Olave in every single package. But, mm. I mean, he's a good buy low. Depends on your roster. If you have a lot of wide receivers, I'd trade him straight up for a running back. Um... You could trade him for Kelsey. It's it's a really it's hard to choose players to trade him for because it's all about who you have and what your league looks like and your record. Record's very important. But and I've been rambling for five minutes about Devontae Adams, but I would sell him. I would sell him. I would sell him. Lock me up. Alright. I mean I have my own opinions on that, but I won't get into that. Um but one guy that I think you guys should sell high here is Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields has been going nuclear recently. That man is just turned into somebody he's else. Different. He's He's going crazy. Um, and I, I'm just really excited to see this man play uh, every single week. Like, he comes in. Like, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. This, he's, uh, just, he's just crazy. It's a work of um, art. I mean, the, the rushing upside is probably the most exciting part about him. I think he's he, he's really changed. He's like so beneficial in fantasy, especially because of the rushing of the rushing yards and the touchdowns. Um, 
and the receiving core in Chicago is pretty bad, I'd say. So it, it's tough to look at the passing ability as very beneficial, but I really do think that Justin Fields is a talented quarterback, but in these upcoming weeks, I don't see him having the same production that he's had um, this entire season. Um, I think like Chase Claypool and, and uh, Daryl Mooney, Darnell. Darnell, Darnell, sorry, <laughs> Darnell <good>. Mooney <coughs> are talented receivers, 100%, but this Bears O-line and Bears offense as a whole just has not impressed me fully yet. Uh, I'm a big supporter of David Montgomery, but I still think that Fields is limited with the amount of weapons he has, and I don't think he's going to keep up the, that same production because defenses will begin to prepare for his rushing ability, um, and it'll just be very limited as the season progresses. Um, and, like, upcoming he plays the Jets, Green Bay, Philadelphia, and Buffalo, and those are all very talented defenses, um, especially, I mean, Green Bay has a pretty solid defense. Jets have a great defense. Philly has a great defense. Buffalo, great defense. And I really do not see Justin Fields having crazy games against, or crazy games and crazy production against these teams. Um, now, he's he's had 20-plus for the last four weeks, um, 39 and 42 in the last two. So he, he has been going crazy. I'm mean, going to go, and I, I love that. Crazy. I'm advocating for him, but it's wow. someone that I do not think will have the same production and that you could sell to different teams that need a quarterback right now. Um, yeah. I definitely agree. The only thing I would, I guess, pick on a bit is that quarterbacks this year have not been super productive and have not been super reliable. Besides Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and now I guess in the last couple of weeks, Justin Fields is the QB4 on the year. But so I do agree that he's a little inflated right now and you can try to sell him and get a little package. But I do think going after another quarterback, he's one of the most reliable right now because of that rushing upside. So while I do agree that you should sell him, you should be careful on who you're selling him to and for what. So I guess we're going to move on to another sell high. What you got? I got James Conner. Now, James Conner was someone that was on my fantasy team. I drafted. I had a lot of faith in this man. Um, and then he's just been struggling with injuries the entire season, off and on. And his production just has not been the same. Now, Definition of a vulture, by the way. I just want to put that in there. <laughs> now, last week he did play pretty well. Um, I think he had about, like, 24 points, something like that. Two touchdowns, I think, 21 attempts for around 60 yards. Mm. Well, I mean, three yards a pop. He's definitely he's definitely getting the production now with Eno Benjamin just getting cut <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, that's something that definitely favors him. He'll probably have a, a major load of the targets and snap share, um, and I don't see like the Cardinals backup really doing anything. I think it's going to all be James Conner if he's fully healthy. Um, and his production honestly aligns with his health. Like he's someone that's consistently off the field. And if he's consistently off the field, he's not someone that I want to trust. Um, and that's why I want to sell him high. Uh, now, I think his last week definitely persuaded me a little bit. But at the same time, he had 21 carries and only 70 yards. 60, and Maybe it's no, like 70, 69, yeah, yards, 69. 69 yards. Um, 
and and I I mean just the the average yards per carry there is just it's just ugly and he's definitely someone that they give the ball to in the red zone and inside the five um, that that will get the touchdown I think the touchdown production will be there but it's just the yardage that's just not there and the Cardinals will be throwing for majority of the game with how talented the receiving core is so I don't see them really leaning on Connor ever like, yeah, I think that last week will probably impress a lot of owners, and you could use that to your advantage and try to sell him high um, because he's, like, I don't know. He's just someone that I just don't really trust, like Max was saying about Devontae and the injuries. Um, I don't really trust him being healthy for the rest of the season. Fair enough. I'd agree with that. I'm not I'm not sold on Connor either. I would, I would get rid of him now because I don't think his value is going to be any higher. But I think you covered everything there. Um, you have another Cardinal on that list. I do. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. We're still doing sell highs. So, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, a great receiver. One of the best. Top five for sure. Maybe even top three. I don't know. Could get controversial. Talent-wise, but I think with so. Marquise Brown coming back, uh, I think his production will get lessened a little bit. Uh, he's been the wide receiver one for about four weeks as Hollywood Brown's been out. Um, and, of course, Hopkins is going to be the guy. He's going to be wide receiver one. He'll get most of the targets. But down the field, I think Marquise Brown will definitely get those targets. And Kyler will probably spread the ball around. And the targets will probably lessen for um, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and at the same time, he has the same problem of staying on the field. Um, in the past, like last season, he's been he's been out of games a lot. He's been questionable in a lot of games, playing with injuries. So that injury concern is definitely there still. Not the huge reason why I want you guys to sell him high, but I think the target share is just my main concern. I don't think it's on the same level as these other guys that I've listed. I would just watch out for DeAndre Hopkins uh, because Marquise Brown's a very talented receiver, and he'll get probably just as many targets. For sure. And over that course where Hollywood was injured week seven to week 10 and Hopkins took over as that alpha wide receiver one DeAndre Hopkins started off in week seven 14 targets then 13 targets bit of a down week with five targets and then 14 targets again so I I don't see I don't know if you'd agree I don't see this production I don't think 14 13 and 14 targets I don't think that's happening when Hollywood returns. Um, he had a whopping, uh, no, never mind. Scrap that. 36 catches, though, on the year in four games. Pretty impressive. Two touchdowns. I think with Hollywood's, I mean, I think I'm just repeating what you said, honestly. So, <laughs> But with Hollywood returning, the production's going to decrease. Don't sell him for nothing, though. He is worth something. All right. Now we are going to move on to our start sits of the week. Um, we'll start with our starts. Do you have one, Max? I do. And I don't like saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. David Montgomery. I don't like him as a player. I don't think he's that good, to be honest. But I say you don't like him as a person. No. He's a great, great dude. I'm sure he's a great guy. I think we're having lunch later, actually. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, But with Khalil Herbert sidelined for however long he is, 
Montgomery takes over this backfield. It's not really a split situation anymore. The Bears do an interesting thing with their running backs, which is they kind of ride the hot hand, kind of like the Packers did last year. I don't know if you remember, mm. where one drive they'd just run Aaron Jones, then next drive you'd they'd sit him and put in Dylan. The Bears kind of did the same thing with Monty and Herbert, and now with Herbert sidelined for a bit, I think Monty takes over, and he's a definite start until Herbert comes back, and we'll reevaluate the situation at that point. All right. And then I got another start here. Um, I got David Montgomery. Now with Khalil Herbert going down. I just down. said that. What? <laughs> oh, you just said that? I thought you did Singletary. I'm no, sorry. you're good. Uh, <laughs> um, so you didn't do Singletary. I thought you were messing with me no, at I'm first. I'm not messing with you. No. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's go to Chris Olave. Um, <laughs> you're doing Singletary. No, I'll do Chris Olave. All right. We got some uh, miscommunication Sorry over here. <laughs> um, now, Chris Olave, we, we praised him earlier in the podcast. But um, just for this week, uh, he's projected about 12 points, and he's going against the Rams, which are the uh, – it's a pretty – it's a struggling secondary, I'd say, right now. Now, Jalen Ramsey, of course, very talented. Um, but – I don't think the rest of this Rams secondary can really sustain uh, a, a def- like a defensive game. I think it's going to be a close game. Saints and the Rams are very mid teams right now. Yeah. Um, but I do see Olave getting a lot of looks on offense, um, and I see a lot of passing here too. It's not going to be a running game. Both defenses have pretty good running run defenses, so I think it's going to be mostly Dalton airing it out to Olave down the field. For sure. I think we've pretty much addressed Olave on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on, I'm going to go with a tight end. Um, Dalton Schultz is a every-week start. He's getting that connection with – not getting that. He's always had that connection with Dak Prescott. He's a top tight end in the league. I would say top five, maybe even top three. I don't know if there's much to say here, but he's getting the targets. He is a red zone threat. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. it. Dalton Schultz going bonkers. Going to continue to go crazy. If you are looking, I'm always thinking trades. You know me. I'm always thinking trades. So if you are looking on selling a Kelsey hmm. because you need positional advantages at running back or receiver, I would do a Kelsey if you're desperate. I don't like trading Kelsey because he's such an advantage. But I would trade a Kelsey for a Schultz and a top-tier running back. Not quite at the level of a Saquon or a CMC, but um, maybe like an ETN and a Schultz, uh, even though I don't even think I would do that. But you could find something if you need. Um, Schultz is reliable. So, yeah, Dalton Schultz. All right. And then our last start here, Devin Singletary. I think so, should yeah. Should I go into this here? I think um, we should. <laughs> Now, the report coming out that the Buffalo Bill game might have six inches of snow, or six feet of snow. Yes. Um, which is absolutely wild. Never heard of that before. Um, and Devin Singletary is like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, so he'll be smaller than the snow. <laughs> um, so that's going to be very interesting to watch, but it's going to be a running game, no matter what. Uh, they will barely pass the ball this entire game. Uh, a very in-the-trenches type of game, uh, as people say. I think they're going to run it to Singletary. They're also going to get Naeem Hines. 
uh, included in there too. What's going on with them? I was very high on Naeem Hines. Like, I don't know. They just haven't. They anything. haven't really used him at all. Uh, maybe this is the game that he breaks out. But maybe uh, they'll definitely be running the ball a little bit. Allen might even run the ball a little bit. Uh, but Singletary will get more carries than usual, meaning more production, which ha- increases the possibility of more points, um, and it maybe even a touchdown. Yeah, and I mean I don't see them throwing throwing the ball at all inside the five yard line on a snow. You don't want to risk any of that. I think they're just going to pound the rock, so I like that call. All right, we're going to move on to sits for the week. Um, I guess continuing on that snowstorm aspect, Amari Cooper is definitely a sit um, for the week. Now, we addressed him a little bit earlier, so I don't want to get too into it, but this is just not going to be a heavily passed. That's not a, that's not a sentence. Uh, they're not going to pass the ball a lot, so... Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't rely on him. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me when you have a big name like Amari Cooper who has the, all the talent in the world. Um, and if you don't have a better option, you do have to start him. But if you are debating between an Amari Cooper and uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy named uh, Chris Olave. We haven't mentioned <laughs> him that much. But I would definitely start Olave over Cooper. Um, I think that's it for Cooper. Well, what, what, what you got for uh, um, some sets? So, another sit is Gabe Davis. I think it's the same deal as Max was saying. Um, but I wouldn't sit Stefan Diggs because I think he has too much talent. No, you can't. Um, and you, you really can't sit Stefan Diggs. I think they'll, they'll still pass a couple times, and I think there's, those passes are going to be to Diggs. Um, but he's just too talented to get set. To get set. But um, Gabe Davis, second receiver in the rotation, I think you can sit him. Someone that's also very inconsistent in fantasy, who's gone off some weeks and also um, been dead some weeks. Um, so I think you can sit Gabe Davis with confidence here uh, just because of the weather conditions. Um, and then my last sit here is Michael Carter. Uh, the Jets faced the Patriots this weekend. Um, and this is a really interesting game because Belichick is known for beating the Jets um, and being the Jets' dad. So we'll see how he deals with Michael Carter and James Robinson in that backfield. But I do think that the Patriots shut down the running game of the Jets. So the um, Jets' dad. They call yeah. Belichick the Jets' Jets' dad. I like yes, that. Actually. Yeah. Uh, I think he will shut down this Jets running game. Belichick just has a way with his defense. Um, and this will be a very close game. I'm very, I, I'm excited to watch this one. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd also, um, I'd agree with sitting Michael Carter. I'd also sit James Robinson. Don't, right. don't deal well, with yeah. that. I, I think he's late. I don't think anyone's really. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about it, just don't. <laughs> just cut him. All right. And then uh, let's check in with our watch list that we set it like two weeks ago. This will be quick and brief for you guys. Um, but on my Kyron, what? on my watch list, I had Romeo Dobbs, who's on IR, um, Dalton Schultz, who actually is playing pretty well right now, and I do see some upside in him. We talked about him earlier. Max talked about him. Jimmy Garoppolo, another guy that actually has been playing a little better very recently. Very safe player. Uh, very so. safe player. So consistent. Will give you 15, 16 every single week, which you may love, you may hate. Um, Darius Slayton, another guy who's been playing better too. Um, he's been the. He's honestly been the wide receiver one in that Giants offense, getting more looks as the weeks go by. I would look out for Darius Slayton. And two guys I want to add to this list were Christian Watson and Isaiah Pacheco. 
I don't know. I don't Pacheco. know. Pacheco. I don't know how to say his name. Christian Watson. Now he had three touchdowns last week, over a hundred yards. Um, it might be a fluke. I mean, not a fluke. It might be just just luck. That might be luck. Because um, that honestly, he's been playing really bad until that week. He has been dealing with injuries, um, though. Yeah, he has been dealing with injuries, but. This could be a sign of the times. A sign of the times. Harry Styles. Um, Rodgers might have more confidence in him. And being a rookie, it's hard to make a huge impression with your quarterback. But I think he's actually getting in a groove here. Um, we'll see what happens tonight, actually, when he faces off against the Titans. But if he has a good week, I would put him on your roster as soon as possible because he could very much be the wide receiver one in this offense. I'm actually starting him this week. <coughs> I have some injury problems. All my players oh, like wow. to get injured. I think. And then uh, my last guy on my watch list was Isaiah Pacheco, like I said. Um, someone that I just picked up in my league, too. He had 16 carries last game. Um, he led all the... Chiefs running backs and carries. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has honestly fell out of that rotation. Jarek McKinnon getting more passing downs. Um, but I think Pacheco's the, the runner. I think he's, he's the rushing running back in that backfield. He'll get most of the touches inside the red zone. He went for 82 yards last week. He's a rookie. A lot of promise with this guy, and I think the Chiefs run with him. I agree. He looks a lot better than Clyde, too. How about your watch list, Max? I mean... I think everyone knows what's coming. My boy Kyron Williams. Um, so he came back from IR this past week. I sa- I did say not to expect massive things because he is going to need some time to get adjusted to this offense and to play. This was his first game in the NFL. One attempt for nine yards. We can forget about that. But three targets, three catches for 30 yards. He played more snaps than Cam Akers less than Daryl Henderson. He's going to find a role in this offense. I'm not worried about him. Don't start him yet. But when he has that breakout game, you know who to come to to think. Not you. I think me. I, I think me. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But I do like Kyron. Um, he costs nothing. He's probably still on the waiver wire for a bunch of people. I'm going to check Yahoo real quick. Um, Kyron Williams is rostered in... 31% of leagues. Mm. So okay. he's definitely available in some of your leagues. Go grab him if you have that empty spot um, or have someone worse and you want to take the risk. Another player on my watch list, Garrett Wilson. Now, I have to admit, that was a pretty good call, at least for the <laughs> week. <laughs> at least for the week. I think that was one of my best picks for week nine, I believe. Um They did have a negative game script, so they were passing. Actually, they didn't have a negative game script. They beat the Bills, so I'm sorry. But he still was very involved, looked really good. Seems to be Zach Wilson's favorite target. And I just, I think he's a must-start every week. I do. He's very good. Very good player. Great recruit out of Ohio State. My third guy on my watch list depends on injury it's Isaiah likely um so I actually have a story about (laughs) so I do have a a story about Isaiah likely so I was down I think I had I needed 8.6 points or something Isaiah likely caught a touchdown in the first quarter and did absolutely nothing fumbled the ball lost me my week 
but we're not going to hold that against him. Maybe a little bit, but we're not going <laughs> to hold that against him in the long run. I think he's a great option still if Mark Andrews misses more time. Mm. Um, enough said there. The Ravens don't have any wide receivers. so. And then one player that I'm not so proud about, which even though he has looked good and he's shown sparks. Sparks? Yeah. Sparks. Flashes. Flashes. P.J. Walker. I think he's getting benched this week for Sam Darnold. But I'd still keep an eye on him. He does come with that r- rushing upside. But I don't want to get too much into that. Do not start him this week. Don't, just keep an eye out on him. You don't need to even need to roster him yet. And someone I'm adding to my watch list is Rashad White, depending on how much time Lenny misses. I think Rashad White has gained Brady's trust. Um, and that's kind of all that it's about in the backfield of a Brady offense. I mean, if he doesn't trust you, you're not getting the ball. Mm-hmm. He's getting getting a lot of work. Um, so we'll just see how, to, how this plays out. But this is definitely worth a roster spot. Definitely worth a roster spot. And then I guess we're going to go on to our game picks. Are yeah. going to go on to game picks? Now, I think the, the game lineup is honestly very exciting this weekend. I'm excited. Um, not too many teams on by, but there are a lot of primetime matchups here. First off, Titans versus Packers tonight, Thursday night football. Um, Max and I actually agreed on this. We think the Packers take it tonight. Um, they had a great great game last week against the Cowboys. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked much better. Um, and the receiving core helped him out a lot. And I do not think that Titans are as good as their records say. No, they never um, And I think this defense struggles against the Packers offense, believe it or not. And I think the Packers defense locks up on Derrick Henry. I agree. I'll take. Nothing to add. Uh, I don't know about that. But I still think <laughs> Derrick Henry will get his 100 yards. Okay. Maybe a score. But I do think the Packers come out on top. I think Rodgers gets a little bit more useful in fantasy mm. fantasy purposes um i guess let's move on to eagles colts we both got the eagles mm-hmm. um tough loss i mean i'd let you speak on this yeah i mean um, i'm a massive eagles fan so it, it's tough to watch us lose like that on monday night um but it was coming you know and no team's gonna go 17 and 0 unless you're the dolphins um, and I, I, I knew something bad was going to happen this season. I mean, it, no team is perfect, um, and the Eagles showed that on Monday, and I think they had a lot to learn. I mean, they shot themselves in the foot multiple times with the turnovers, just stupid decisions, but I think they bounced back this week um, against the Colts. Uh, I don't think the Colts' offense is very talented. Matt Ryan, I don't think he'll be able to get it done against the Eagles' secondary. And and D-line, they just signed Linval Joseph. So um, it'll be very interesting how that goes. Then uh, Bears versus Falcons. We agreed on this as well. Uh, we thought the Bears were going to win this. Now, Justin Fields, like we said, it looks hot. Um, and I think he keeps it up, actually, against these against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the Falcons' defense struggles a lot with um, mobile quarterbacks, and I think Justin Fields will probably have another rushing touchdown. Yeah, I'd agree. All right, let's move on to the snowstorm game. Browns-Bills, it's going to be an ugly game. Maybe we'll see flashes from both teams. We both agreed on the Bills taking this one, so no disagreements yet. But the next game we have Jets-Patriots, our first disagreement of the week. <laughs> I'm taking the Patriots. I don't think... I mean, you called him the Jets' dad. I don't I think did. Bill Belichick lets his team lose to the Patriots. 
no matter how good the Jets look this year. Um, the Patriots defense look looking incredible this year. Um, yeah, enough said for me. Why do you think I the did, Jets I did taking say Jets stat. I did say Belichick's, Belichick's Jets stat. I said that, but... I'm not, I'm not going to be 100% right the entire time. I think the Jets honestly could surprise the Patriots here. Um, and I'm, and I'm, it wouldn't be an upset, too, but technically it kind of is an upset. Who is favored? <laughs> um, I Jets mean, the Jets, favorite? they're a very solid team, and their record shows it, too. I think Zach Wilson has actually gotten better this year, um, and I think he has a solid game against the Patriots. Now, it probably will be a low-scoring game with how talented both defenses are. Um, and both offenses aren't really high-powered, so we won't really see too many like downfield passes all the way or, or, or long runs. Uh, I think it'll be a very close game, low-scoring game, but I think the Jets take it in the end um, for for whatever reason. I'd agree. I'm excited to see that game. Though. Me too. Me too. It's Patriots are minus three on the Jets, actually. Mm. Then we got another game here, Rams versus Saints, a disagreement. Um Malone here took the Saints um, and I, I was a little I've been low on the Rams honestly a little bias here but I mean with Cooper Cup out now I really do not see Allen Robinson leading that receiving core he's good but he's not that good I don't think Matthew Stafford is really that good anymore um, and I just I don't see the Rams having a huge game against the Saints here. The Saints defense is pretty solid, um, and I think the Saints offense will honestly have a great game against this Rams defense. Rams defense has been struggling this year for some reason. Um, like I said with Chris Olave, uh, I think he has he is a great game against the Rams. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. I'm just gonna rely on the Rams defense to take mm. over this game. Um, I'm not excited to watch this game. Um, but yeah, I'm t- I'll take the Rams. Why not? Okay. Lions, Giants, another disagreement here. I'm taking my Giants. I mean, they're the Giants. Like they're so good. They're the best. I think they're the best in the league. Actually, I actually got a, a text from um, a good friend of mine um, that was saying that they were really enjoying the podcast, which is really nice to hear. But that I'm a little too high on my Giants. And I don't, I can't really see where you could think that. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm high on them he at all. He's not. He actually, outside of the podcast, he actually does not like the Giants. He doesn't like his own team. <laughs> nah, don't say that. I love the Giants. I like rooting for them. I think they're a good football team. I just don't think they're as good as their record. But I do think they take this game. I think they shut down the Lions offensively. Um, and Saquon just goes nuclear against this Lions horrible rush defense. But you took the Lions. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of the Giants. I'm not very high on them. I think the Lions, honestly, is a team I love to watch, even though they've had their fair share of struggles. Um, I think Jared Goff has a solid game here. Amon Ra, great game. Uh, and that running that running duo of Swift and... Um, and, Jamal. and with Jamal Williams, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good against this Giants defense. Giants defense is, is solid, very talented, but I think the Lions honestly have a great game here. I don't know why I'm I'm just feeling it in my heart. You're feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, I disagree. I don't think the running backs do anything this week. Okay, wow. But wow. Jamal Williams will probably get in right. for a score. Lions over the Giants. But uh, no. now we move on 
to Baltimore, where the Panthers play the Ravens. I think this one's pretty easy. Yeah, I'm Baker's the playing, same but that's thing. not really going to change anything. I think the Ravens kill them. I think it's, yeah, it's going to be a blowout. But um, the last two times we've said this, like kind of dismissing a game because it's so obvious, it's gone the opposite direction. Mm. Last week, <laughs> Bills, Jets, we were all on the Bills. And it just didn't happen. So you got to be cautious. Anything can happen. That's what the beauty of football is and sports in general. Um, Hollander would love that. But I think the Ravens take this. I, I just can't take the Panthers. It's an ugly team. All right. All right. And then uh, we got the Commanders versus the Texans. I think there's another agreement here. Um, we both took the Commanders. Heineke is him. The Texans have just shown that they're probably going to end up being the worst team in the league one of the worst teams in the league. They're such an unexcited, um, an unexciting team. Commanders got my respect Monday night. Uh, kind of out of nowhere. Heineke played very well. Terry McLaurin, just a beast. Um, and I think he has a huge game against the Texans, too, Terry McLaurin. I'd agree. Um, Raiders-Broncos? Raiders-Broncos. Now, this is a disagreement here. Um, I put the Raiders um, because I've just been so low on the Broncos recently. It's crazy. Uh, I think the Raiders ha- bounce back here. Derek Carr showed a lot of emotion last week. He was pissed off. And I think he has a great game here. Um, Devontae Adams, I think, shreds that Broncos secondary. Oh, I disagree. I think he has a great great game. Um, and I think the Raiders pull it out here. Because they did. Didn't they win? No, uh, they lost they against lost? the Colts last week. Okay, I think, no, no, no. The last time Raiders and Broncos played. Oh, did they play the this season? Maybe. I don't know. I think, I mean, I talked last week on the podcast um, about how I'm getting high on Russell Wilson towards the end of the uh, end of the year. You're getting high on him. Yeah, because he always does well first eight games. He hmm. did terrible, so now last eight games will be will be back to MVP form. That's a bit of a stretch, but I do think he's going to start finding his groove. Did not a bad game last week against the Titans, but I think he starts to see some improvement. Okay. I think. How no matter how good Devonte Adams is, and I think he could, he will have a, a pretty decent outing. Patrick Sertan is looking like one of the best, if not the best, cornerback in the league um, right now. So I would just be cautious about that. I think the Broncos take this one. Cowboys Vikings. I that's my game of the week. I don't know about you. Mm. That will be a very good game, a very interesting game. I think Cowboys just lost to the Green Bay. Um, but Vikings are just so red so hot good. right now. That catch that I, I had to go with the with the Vikings. I think um, the Cowboys secondary Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, he's solid, but I think Je- Jefferson just ha- goes off again. I think Jefferson has a crazy game again, and this offense has just been just moving so well. And all as a whole too, the Vikings defense playing well too. This entire team just red hot. Um, I think they keep it up against the Cowboys. I uh, no, I don't agree. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking the Cowboys, but I do think this is going to be um, a pretty high-scoring game. Even though that Cowboys defense is so good, the Vikings just have so many weapons now. With Hawkinson, looks like he's a great addition to the team. But I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one and take the Cowboys. Mm. Bengals, Steelers, Bengals. Bengals. Next. Chiefs, Chargers. <laughs> Chiefs, next. Chiefs, Niners, Cardinals. This is a little more discussion here. I think this will be a close game, divisional game. Uh, we both went with the Niners, though. Um, Wait, now, one second, actually. I think 
Chargers get Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back. So that may be a closer contest, but I'm still taking the Chiefs. Jeez. All right, move on. Niners, Cardinals. Um, I, I mean, we had a discussion in class, actually, about how the Niners and the Eagles. But um, I think the Niners take it out here. Uh, they've had a very up-and-down season, but recently they've been playing pretty well. I think they actually end up winning this division. Um, yeah, And they're just a very solid team. All in all, um, but they definitely have some things to work on. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just has a kind of very, a le- very low ceiling, but a high floor. He plays his role. He yeah, does he his plays job. His role. He does his job. I mean, not someone that I fully have trust in, though. Uh, but I still do think the Niners take over here against the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a battle of coaching, and Kyle Shanahan's much better coach than Cliff King- King- Kingsbury. Yeah, so. I'd agree. I don't even know if Kyler plays in this game, but he is a little bit banged up. Hollywood's coming back from an injury. Ertz is banged up. Connor's always banged up. I just think they get kind of shut down on offense against this incredible Niners defense. This guy, Hufunga, you know the guy with the Troy Palomalu hair? Mm. He's a beast. He's yeah, actually he insane. Good. But I think the Niners defense steps up, and that will wrap up. That's the Monday night game? That will wrap up our game picks. Um it's only been two weeks of doing picks for game picks, but I am currently um, a little bit up on Malone with an 18 and nine record. Malone's 13 and 13. I, I, I would gloat, but um, I know that I'm gonna get picks wrong in the future. And mm. I think at the end of the season, it's gonna be a lot closer than it is right now. Mm. Um, but we'll keep you updated. We'll check back in next week. You got any last? No last words. No last words. Hope you guys stay healthy. It's getting colder. Um, I mean, in New York, it's getting colder. West Coast boys, hope you guys are feeling good. Um, Get spend, your yerba mate. Yeah, spend Thanksgiving with your with your family. <laughs> um, hope you guys have a great break. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Have a great one. Enjoy Thanksgiving football. It's the best football of the year. On God. Peace.